I can't be sure how you and I have come together. Maybe we've met in passing. Maybe you've heard me speak in a small group. Maybe someone who loves you has made sure that we connect. But there's one thing that we can be sure of. It wasn't by accident. It was by design. Let's call it the divine rhythm of life. It's my prayer that in the next few moments you'll continue to listen. And the Holy Spirit will come in now. I'm Larry Tilly. And I'd love to share the story of God's work in my life with you. I'm convinced there are as many roads and paths that lead to places of surrender as there are people. But there's one common denominator. That's the power of God to save. It's the story of His love and His grace and His mercy that spares us from His eternal wrath. Mine is the story of one who's been through much fire. It's the story of one who had to hit bottom in order for God to get my attention, to bring me to a place of total surrender at the foot of the cross. And it isn't easy in the telling. I'm a native Atlantan. I was very fortunate to be born into a Christian home. My parents sent me to Christian elementary school, Christian high school, and then on to Christian university. At the age of six, in a church service, I heard a salvation message. The story that God loved me but that it is His righteousness and His holiness He couldn't look on my sin, but that He made a way to redeem me, that He sent His Son, and that He became flesh, that He lived a sinless, perfect life, and that He who knew no sin became sin for me, that He was crucified and that He bled on a cross at Calvary, that He was raised the third day, that if I confess my sin, He'd come into my heart, that He'd take me to be with Him one day in heaven. I stepped into the aisle. I confessed my sin. I made a public profession of faith and was baptized and received Christ as Savior, and I remained a child. Many thought at that time that, that there was a calling on my life, as did I. In high school, I made my mark. I was on the boxing team, the basketball team, went to my junior and senior prom. I was best offensive lineman my senior year of school and was class president. And I appeared to be like all of the other guys. Yet in the early years, I knew I was different. Something was different, and I hated it. In the later days of high school and college, it became very apparent to me. I was seeking the approval of a man in my life, and it became my darkest secret. The enemy had come into my heart when I was a little boy and began to darken it. He had convinced me that I'd been born a certain way. Maybe there had been a biological mix-up of, of genes or chromosomes. The causation of, of homosexuality is difficult and much too difficult to discuss now. But sometimes there are certain family dynamics that come into play, and that was true in my experience. Whether real or perceived, and there's no blame on my part. I felt like I never met up to my father's expectations. We didn't bond emotionally, and I was unsure that he found worth in me. We seldom spoke. It's interesting to me that the relationship that we share with our earthly father is transferable to that of our heavenly father. I was unsure of God's worth in me, and we seldom spoke. When I left college, I turned my back on all that I knew. C.S. Lewis said it best. He said, the human appetite will not tolerate to be ignored. 
We either satisfy it properly or improperly. Proverbs 14, the Bible says, There's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. I embraced the gay lifestyle. There were many there to receive me. They understood my confusion. I continued to live that lifestyle for several years. At the age of 24, life as I knew it came to an abrupt halt. I received a phone call. Having been to my physician several weeks earlier, he braced me. Then he told me that I had tested positive, HIV positive, for the virus that causes AIDS. I sat there, I hung up the phone in disbelief. And as with any diagnosis of a terminal illness, I thought I would die the next day. I didn't. I became bitter and isolated. I was angry, then I became reckless. And when there's pain, I medicate. And I sought escape. And I began to medicate with all the wrong things. I hated this world. I hated everyone in it. I was angry with God. I was destined for destruction. I soon found myself in a $300 a day drug addiction. I'll only share with you those parts of my story that are necessary. I lost my car. I lost my home. I lost all that I had. I began to live in public parks and in abandoned houses, doing ungodly things with ungodly people. And when I'd spend my last nickel, a drug binge, and hunger cried out, I ate from restaurant dumpsters. The addiction and the AIDS virus was taking its toll on my body. I was emaciated and I was wasting. I weighed a little over 100 pounds. The average person has between 1,200 and 1,500 T cells. Those are the cells that help our bodies fight infection. My T cell count was three. My viral load, the saturation of the disease in our bloodstream, it was, was off the charts. I was admitted to a hospital I was diagnosed with PCP pneumonia, a black bacterium that covers the inside of our lungs. I laid lifeless. I was on my deathbed. Morning, with all the strength that I could gather, I reached for a phone book. My fingers began to run down the names of churches in the Atlanta area. They stopped the name of a church, which I was unfamiliar. I didn't know the pastor. I didn't know the address of the church. I didn't know any of its members. I asked for prayer and gave them no indication of my condition. I'm so grateful today for the sensitivity of the receptionist on the other end of that phone call. The Holy Spirit had gone before me in that call. The next morning, God put on skin and He came to my bedside in the form of an assistant pastor and a little lady whose ministry was entitled Compassionate Arts. It was a ministry for people and family and friends, Christians, who were living with AIDS. They and others began to pray. Several days later, I stood. I took the oxygen mask from my face. I laid it on that hospital bed. And I walked from that hospital. It was as if Christ at the tomb of Lazarus said, Larry, come forth. 
began to attend service as best I could. And I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for Christians who saw me through the eyes of Christ. They became his hands and his feet. They looked beyond my faults and they saw that there was a need. In one particular service, the pastor spoke of God's unconditional love for us. Towards the end of the service, he said, remember, do you remember the verse that you memorized as a child? John 3.16. He said, place your name in that verse. For God so loved Mary. The Holy Spirit moved in my soul. And God reached his hand through the veil of heaven and squeezed my heart. I fell to my knees in surrender. Like the prodigal son, I came to my senses. For the first time, I realized that a God in heaven found worth in me, that I was created for his purpose, that I was the apple of his eye, and I had an encounter with the living God. Romans 5.20 says, Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And Lamentations 3, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassions fail not. I left that service a different person. God's bringing recovery and restoration, deliverance and great freedom in my life. 2 Corinthians 4.16, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed daily. God's bringing deliverance, deliverance from an insatiable drug appetite. And today I am high in the most high. And I'll not destroy with my own hand what a God in heaven has found worth in. Freedom, freedom from the bondage of a lifestyle that's not pleasing to God. I have a father. Psalm 68, 5, he is a father to the fatherless. And I'm in the arms of a savior. And I need not be in the arms of another. God's bringing miraculous healing in my body. He's restoring the years that the locusts have eaten. If you placed a droplet of my blood under the most powerful microscope known to man, you'd find that I'm undetectable to the AIDS virus, and I'm 200 pounds in the Lord. Healing's a choice. It's ultimately God's choice. God uses healing to glorify himself, and he uses it for his eternal purpose. Today, I'm a living testimony of the power of God to change a mind and a body and a spirit. My circumstances are great, but greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. My wounds are deep, but by his stripes I've been healed. Jonah said in Jonah 2.2, I cried out by reason of my affliction. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou hurtst my voice. The psalmist David in chapter 30 and verse 3, O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Today it's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn his statues, and he's delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. My testimony is for three people. It's for the one who doesn't know Christ as Savior, or maybe he's not the Lord of your life. Hear the gentle whisper of God in your soul. He's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you hear his voice and answer the door, he'll come into you. He'll change your life. 
It'll make you a new creation. My testimony is for the one who's seeking freedom from the bondage of a lifestyle that's not pleasing to God. It's for the Christian who continues to look at the act of homosexuality and not the heart of a little boy, a little girl that's been darkened by the enemy. We're lawbreakers. And if we've broken one, the scripture teaches we've broken them all. Matthew writes, when Christ saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. It's Christ's love that compels us to the cross. And I say to the Christian who would stand on any street corner with a sign that says, turn or burn, lay down your sign and lift up the cross. Christ said in John 12, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. My testimony is for the one who needs healing. He is the great physician. He's the God that healed the withered hand that was stretched forth. And he'll heal those things in our lives that are withered. Is there anything in your body that brings you dis-ease? Is it paralyzing fear? Is it anger? Is it bitterness or unforgiveness? Is it addiction? Experience today the healing that God has intended for you. You can live life without being a diseased person. Let Christ free you from it. There's power in His name. He's here. He's here right now. Reach out and touch the hem of His garment.
Thank you for healing. 